It's June 6th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Russia launched five X-22 cruise missiles from the Caspian Sea in the direction of Kiev at 6 a.m. local time on Sunday, the general staff of the armed services of Ukraine said. The military went on to say that one missile was destroyed by Ukraine's air defense unit and the rest hit infrastructure facilities in the north of the Ukrainian capital. At least one of those facilities was the Darnitsia Carriage Repair Plant, which the CEO of Ukraine's state railway enterprise said had no military equipment, but rather cargo carriages, including some which are used for grain export. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's visit to Serbia has been scrapped after neighboring countries closed their airspace, his spokeswoman confirmed late Sunday. Serbian media reported earlier that Bulgaria, Montenegro, and North Macedonia had not granted clearance to Lavrov's flight over their territories. Serbia maintains close cultural ties to Russia and depends on Russian oil, gas, and weapons. The Serbian government has refused to join Western sanctions over Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, despite being a candidate member of the European Union. In an interview broadcast on Sunday, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned the United States that Russia would strike new targets if the West supplied longer-range missiles to Ukraine for use in high-precision mobile rocket systems. The U.S. has already committed to providing Ukraine with M142 high-mobility artillery rocket systems, or HIMARS. Putin said the arms shipments were nothing new and changed nothing, but cautioned that there would be a response if the United States supplied longer-range munitions for the HIMARS systems, which have a maximum range of up to 185 miles or more. If the U.S. were to supply those munitions, that Russia would strike at those targets which we have not yet been hitting. Elsewhere, conservative lawmakers dealt Prime Minister Boris Johnson of Britain a potentially lethal blow to his leadership on Monday when they triggered a no-confidence vote that could force him from power a little more than two years after his landslide election victory. The vote will be a secret ballot allowing even those who profess loyalty publicly to withdraw their support if they wish. If he fails, there will be a contest to replace him as party leader and prime minister. The last time such a no-confidence vote took place, then-Prime Minister Theresa May survived the contest but was still forced to resign several months later. India's ruling BJP party said on Sunday it had suspended its spokeswoman, Nupur Sharma, in response to comments she made during a TV debate about the Prophet Muhammad. India has been forced to try to placate its partners in the Islamic world after growing anger over controversial statements in which she remarked that Muslims are mocking the Hindu faith and calling the shivling claimed to be found inside the mosque complex a fountain. The U.S. and South Korean militaries test-fired eight ballistic missiles on Monday, matching North Korea's weapons tests 
the day before in a stern show of force, marking the hardening line toward Pyongyang, U.S. forces, Korea, and the South Korean military fired one U.S. missile and seven South Korean missiles eastward into the sea to demonstrate the country's ability to respond quickly to crisis events, the U.S. military said Monday. North Korea on Sunday fired eight suspected ballistic missiles east into the ocean within a 35-minute period from 9.08 a.m. from four locations, the South Korean military said. The United States is hosting the Summit of the Americas for the first time since its launch in 1994, starting today in Los Angeles. Over the next four days, U.S. leaders and others from North, Central, and South America and the Caribbean are supposed to explore economic relationships and general goals for the Western Hemisphere. This year's gathering has already encountered controversy because of apparent plans to exclude Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, countries seen as non-democratic regimes, which resulted in the leaders of other countries, including Mexico, to threaten to stay home. We will be following this story throughout the week and will provide updates each day in the DSR Daily Brief newsletter and podcast. An Australian court on Monday ordered Google to pay a former politician $515,000 over two defamatory YouTube videos. John Barillero, the former New South Wales State Deputy Premier, had sued Google and comedian Jordan Shanks, also known as Friendly Geordies, in the federal court over the videos. Justice Stephen Rares found Barillero had been the subject of a relentless racist, abusive, and defamatory campaign conducted on YouTube. Barillero would not have sued Google if it had taken down the videos uploaded in September and October in 2020, as requested by letter in December of that year, he said. This case really underscores for me the importance of getting together a large group of nations to come up with common rules of the road for the internet. Cases like this can lead to the further balkanization of the internet, which can make it even more difficult to advocate for a free and open internet in repressive regimes. My hope is that the new State Department Bureau for Cyberspace and Digital Policy has the tools to handle this level of diplomacy and that they will get on the issue ASAP. In lighter news, the cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Hi-ho, the Dario. The cheese stands alone. Hundreds of people have attended the return of a cheese-rolling extreme sporting event held for the first time since the pandemic. The event held in Gloucester, England, sees competitors attempt to catch a wheel of cheese as it travels down hilly terrain at speeds of up to 70 miles an hour. No word yet as to whether we'll see the extreme sport in next year's X Games. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Caitlin Welsh, the Director of the Global Food Security Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. 
Thanks to our new members and our longtime members for making these interviews possible. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.